I'm Nikia Cheney. And I'm Cassidy Parong. And I'm Raina Shalise. And you're listening to Amplify, where we provide space to amplify the voices of students who have not been historically heard at Cabrillo. That would include Black, Chicano, Chicana, Latino, Latina, Indigenous, Asian, and any other group of students who feel marginalized on our campus. This podcast series was made possible by support from the Faculty Grants for Student Success, FGSS, and the Associated Students of Cabrillo College Grants, ASCC. If you want to join in this conversation or support our programs, please reach out. We'd love to hear your voice. In this next session, you'll be listening to an audio recording of our scholarship awards ceremony for the Tony Hill, Martin Luther King, and George Floyd scholarships at Cabrillo. You'll be hearing the participants reading their winning essays, as well as me and Alta Norcutt, who works with student services, talking about the different histories behind the scholarships. Because this was a Zoom meeting, you will be hearing some background noise, but please enjoy as we celebrate our winners and our student voices. Alrighty, good, 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 good. Okay, good, perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, so welcome everybody. My name is Nakia Cheney and I am an English professor at Cabrillo College. And I am so happy and so proud to be welcoming some of our scholarship recipients to this meeting. We're recording this for Cabrillo's new Amplify podcast series. So we're hoping to kind of get a little bit of buzz for our podcast and to get, um, to get some voices on the air. We are so proud of you, all of our scholarship winners, and we are so glad that you can join us and you can be a part of this program, okay? So let's get to it, shall we? Um, let's go ahead and talk about who our winners is, who won some of these scholarships. For the Martin Luther King Jr. Scholarship, we have Alfredo Ramirez, our $500 winner, um, and Adolfo Reyes as our $250 winner. So let's give a round of applause, yay, to those two who won the Martin Luther King Jr. Scholarship. For our Tony Hill, um, we have Maria Rodriguez as our $500 winner, yay for Maria, congratulations. And then for our new George Floyd Scholarship, this is a brand new scholarship that we have on campus, we have two $500 winners, Christopher Monroe and Mariko Okimoto. Um, and for our $250 winners, Sarah Teraguchi, Sophia Contendo, Cassandra Escobar, and Marissa Arroyo. Um, so let's just give a round of applause or a zoom, zoom fingers. You can put your fingers up for our $250. Uh, winners. So, okay. And I just got 
word from Alta, <laughs> who is in the wrong room. So she should be popping in in just a second, you guys. But, <clears throat> but yes, again, we are so, so, so proud of you. There's Alta. Yay. <laughs> so I was wondering, I, I had started the recording and started the meeting and you hadn't got here yet, Alta. So I was, I was like, well, we're going to have to just keep pushing forward. Um, but Alta is here with us. And before Good to see you, Christopher. Good to see you, Eduardo. Hey, Maria. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. <laughs> I was in a different room. I was <laughs> You know, that happens. Zoom is, Zoom has its own mind. I think Zoom, is, Zoom, is, Zoom has its own little thing that's going on. Yeah. So I announced, I went ahead and I announced, um, announced the winners. We can see who won the $500 prizes and who won the $250 prizes. But you know, Alta, since you're here, can we talk a little bit before we start with the reading? Can we talk a little bit about these scholarships? And can you tell me a little information about how they started maybe, or just what they're hoping to accomplish. Absolutely. So um, first of all, I wanna thank Eduardo um, for being here. He's one of our student life assistants and helped with keeping this going for the semester. It was a lot of work. And so kudos to him and thank you for being here. I know he has to get to ICC in a minute, but um, the impetus of the Tony Hill Award. So we. He was an instructor here and heavily involved in the community dynamics with housing, social justice, and representation. So a part of his legacy was how do we get as dynamic and including folks who are passionate about the work that's from grassroots and has a direct impact on the community that they live in. And so when he stopped teaching, the family decided to, um, the college actually decided to create something in his honor and the family was able to get this award together. So they worked with some community organizations, the NAACP being one of them, to kind of create some framework for this scholarship. And that's how it came to be. And then the family just continued its endeavor to make sure that it was a part of our regular dialogue and our offerings. It was then um, the student senate about 14 years ago who decided, you know, it was time for them to start participating in the Black History Month contributions and what part can they take in facilitating access? And so the scholarship was born out of that movement of wanting to get involved, of wanting to spread more information and getting more access to students and providing this kind of capstone as, as a way of a scholarship at the end of Black History Month. So what um, they did was coupled with this, Floor, who was the coordinator at the time, reached out to Melanie, who is the Tony Hill um, advocate. She's the current uh, family member who runs the scholarship. So they reached out, made a connection and said, makes no sense for you to offer this one-off scholarship and us to offer this one-off scholarship. Is there a way that we can combine our efforts? And so then it became the MLK Junior Tony Hill Scholarship Award. Um, reason being a lot of the, the messaging, the advocacy, the work aligned um, the only thing that makes the Tony Hill different is that it's a local community that the impact um, is about and the student has to be a local student. Oh, wow. Thank you for that. Yeah, I was wondering, like, how did these 
how did these two scholarships come about? They have this history, they have this history in the community. And I'm excited that we now have another scholarship, the George Floyd Scholarship as well, that we are connecting with, you know, me and Ulta, we're, we're kind of joining forces <laughs> and we're connecting with. Yeah. Oh, this is how it goes. But George, the George Floyd started, um, this was last year uh, at the height of the protest and the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, a few of us from the English department said that we want to do something, right? And we want to do something that will have a direct impact on students here in the campus. And that's one of the beautiful things about scholarships is they absolutely have an impact, right? You know, this is money for books, money for living situations, um, you know, money for tuition, money for things that, that whatever you need, but it has that impact. It goes directly into your pocket. And so this is why we said, well, let's go ahead and let's do a scholarship and dedicate it to George Floyd. So the distinction between, because um, the Tony Hill is a local scholarship and Martin Luther King is a more broad scholarship. George Floyd has uh, the criteria of writing about social justice and being committed to doing social justice in the community. So for the essays, we're looking for um, students who are doing actively working in their communities and actively working towards social justice issues. So, but now that we have them kind of joined and combined again, you know, this is, it, it's just really a beautiful opportunity uh, for the students across the board. Um, so I'm happy. <laughs> and I always love this kind of work when, whenever we can collaborate because it shows that it can be done. And I do want to say this, that uh, Melanie actually reads all of the applications and handpicks the Tony Hill recipient. So that means the family member is saying this person closely aligns with what they are looking for as, a, as an applicant. So that's a distinction and a great honor. That is an honor. That's an absolutely an honor because it's a direct connect with the community as well too. So, you know, I mean, you have that direct connect that's there. So I wanna hear from the students. Um, absolutely to do their readings. I want to go ahead and I want to hear the students and see them, see them, give them that, that, that pride. <laughs> so we're going to kind of turn it over to the students. And I believe we have two readers here. Um, we have Christopher Monroe uh, and we have Maria, is it Maria Rodriguez, right? Who were, who's, who are going to read their essays. Now the Maria Rodriguez we know is the winner of the Tony Hill. And part of that essay is a time for change. Um, so Maria, if you wanna kind of introduce yourself a little bit and you can start reading your essay or talking about what you need. Hi everyone. Um, I have been at Cabrillo. I graduated back in 2010 with an associates in computer applications, business technology, and then went on to work. Um, and then, um, after that, I grew an interest for healthcare. So I went and did a uh, short uh, medical assistant program at the adult school in Watsonville. And uh, after being in the field for three years, uh, I realized that healthcare is my passion and I wanted to pursue higher education. So I decided to go back to Cabrillo to continue um, my uh, registered nursing prerequisites. And that's where I'm at right now. Right. 
So I'm going to go ahead and start reading out my essay. Um, I'd like to start this essay by stating that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was and continues to be an inspirational figure to all Americans and more specifically to those that were not born into a privileged position. His ideals and philosophies inspire those who were born and have lived in difficult situations to believe that if one can dream it, then one can make it happen. He has also allowed the underserved to believe that they too have the same right to equal opportunity as those who were lucky enough to be born into a privileged family. In my opinion, it was his tenacity and determination that played a huge role in allowing people of color to feel like they have a voice and that they can use it to express their wants and their needs. This can be well, very well be transferred to students that even though did not grow up in the best of circumstances, have been able to overcome these circumstances and trust that as many of our instructors have taught us, education is the key to success. It is thought that Dr. Martin Luther King's ideals and philosophies that many, it is true, sorry, that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s ideals and philosophies that many first time college students get the courage and inspiration to seek higher education that will allow them to find employment in careers that their parents would dream of but would believe were impossible to reach. In my experience, I have I many times reflected upon Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s teachings and applied them to my everyday struggle for higher education. I truly believe, live by the ideal that the sky is the limit. And this is something that I feel every student should hold true. In my opinion, being able to achieve higher education and obtaining a career that is fulfilling and allows me to create a positive impact in my community is very important. It is thanks to the ideals of hard work, determination, discipline and perseverance that I have been able to get this far. Even though I currently work in a job that I feel that creates a positive impact in my community, I don't want to stop there. I believe that I have greater potential and that I can do more to expand my knowledge and be able to assist my community. I currently work as a medical assistant for Palo Alto Medical Foundation and as a parent health educator for Salud Para La Gente. Every day, I see people struggle to make the right decisions for their health care. And other times, I see people suffer when they make the wrong decisions. I believe that these people need to be given the same opportunity to lead a healthy life with the help and guidance of those around them. I want to be there to help and guide both of these populations. Healthcare and caring for others has always been my passion, even as a child. Since a very young age, I helped my mother care for my, younger, my two younger siblings, since we grew up in a single parent household and she had to work very hard to provide for our family. Later on, I had to care for my grandmother who had diabetes mellitus and suffered from several complications due to this health condition. We as a family had to take her to her medical appointments, keep track of her medications and provide education to her. I realized that if she did not have us, her doctor and his staff, she would have been out of luck. Diabetes is a very, very serious chronic illness that requires so much treatment. And unfortunately, our Hispanic and Latino population is at higher risk of being diagnosed with this illness just based on our ethnicity. Although the experiences I went through with my grandmother's illness were difficult, it helped me realize that I wanted to be able to help others going through the same difficulties. I wanted to help improve the health of others in my community. Through my work experience, I have been able to learn about illnesses, nutrition, treatments, and most importantly, patient education. 
After three years in the field, I decided to go back to school because I want to expand my scope of practice from medical assisting to registered nursing and maybe beyond. It was really hard to go back to school while working full-time and having my three-year-old daughter. And quitting my job or neglecting my daughter was not an option because continuing to care for others is in my nature. With a lot of determination and tenacity, I have been able to do all three at the same time. I continue to work for my community, care for my child, while still completing the prerequisite courses at Cabrillo Registered Nursing Program in just one and a half years. I'm very excited to be able to apply to the next Registered Nursing Program, and I'm really crossing my fingers to be accepted. Just as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. expressed in his famous speech, I have a dream. My dream is to be able to make a positive influence in improving the health of my community, the one I grew up in, Watsonville, California. I think nurses are a key person in healthcare and during this pandemic that can be noted even more. I hope to provide service, education and care for patients all across my community and most importantly to those who need it the most, the underserved. Coming from a single parent household of a farm worker and having been a farm worker myself through my early adulthood years, I could never have thought I would get this far, but I had a dream. My mother continues to express her pride that I was able to leave the fields and forge a career in healthcare. Many times she tells her relatives or friends that I'm a smart cookie. And I always correct her and tell her, it's not that I'm smart, rather I'm invested. I'm invested, motivated, and determined to fulfill my dream and become a nurse that will help improve other people's health in my community, especially of those who need it the most, our underserved and our farm workers. Thank you. You're listening to the Scholarship and Award Ceremony at Cabrillo College. Amplify is a student podcast series in which we amplify student voices, Black voices, and issues of social justice. For more information, please contact Raina Shalise or Nakia Cheney, or you can go to podcastforcabrillo.wordpress.com. Thank you, Maria. We can do our our Zoom jazz hands for applause. Um, I love that. I was invested. I'm invested. I mean, that is truly beautiful when you think about what it means to create that change and to be that change in your community, to characterize yourself as invested. So absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. And so Maria, before we go to um, our next winner, I'm hoping we can just have like a little mini discussion. Is there anything that you would wanna say to us about this scholarship award? Or is there anything that you would want to say to other students who are applying for scholarships or any advice you'd wanna give? Well, first I wanna thank uh, the foundation for the the scholarship. I feel very honored and um, very thankful for it. Um, And my advice to um, students that are looking for financial aid um, is to just apply because you'd never know, like, if you don't do it, then you're not going to get selected. So I, I, that's what I did. I just put all the applications I could. And it seems like, oh, I don't want to write an essay or, or whatnot, but 
I mean, that that's the reasoning behind not everyone's willing to do it. So if you you're doing it, you know, that puts you ahead of ahead of other people. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Maria. Thank, Thank you again. Thank you. Okay, so let's move on to our second winner. We have Christopher Monroe. And Christopher Monroe is our $500 winner, one of our $500 winners for the George Floyd Scholarship. Um, And if you go ahead and introduce yourself, Christopher, and you can read your essay. Are you muted? Let's see. Good afternoon, everybody. Can everybody hear me? Yes. Good. Okay. Well, hey guys, Uh, my name is Christopher Monroe. Um, I am a student athlete at Cabrillo College. I also had, um, well, I had the pleasure of having uh, Professor Cheney as my professor for the last two semesters, which, you know, she has been remarkable. Thank you so much for your patience and unyielding uh, gratitude um, uh, towards my, um, yeah, my shaky semesters. But again, thank you. this George Floyd scholarship has been an honor for me to write um, in terms of like relating myself back to social justice and my journey and looking at a situation like a George Floyd um, and just seeing myself in him. And so um, I hope that my essay kind of illuminates my passion as an African-American student, you know, who one day seeks to have um, a doctorate in psychology And so um, with that being said, I'm gonna read my essay. As an offensive lineman, I've arrived at the realization that my position is a double-edged sword that is quite difficult to wield. On one hand, if the team finds success, a more popular position receives ample praise. On the other hand, if the team faces a defeat, the offensive line recognizes the flaws and faults that led to that position and loss. I believe playing offensive line is the most selfless position in sports today. We are the guardians of the field, the unsung heroes, and therefore, since our prowess isn't known for speed, catching, or throwing a ball, what are we known about? I believe offensive lineman is the most technical athlete on the field. I had to ponder on that concept of devoting myself to a job like that. Looking back, I wondered, Why didn't I play something fancier? I realized playing a role like an offensive lineman highlights the individual I am today. Transferring back into Cabrillo in the spring of 2021, sorry, spring of 2020, I had a 1.20 accumulative GPA from Northwestern College in Iowa. I found myself in a consecutive cycle of academic probations and threatening emails of academic dismissals. No matter how hard I thought I was working, it wasn't good enough. Before transferring from Cabrillo to a four-year university, I was a high school dropout. I was aimlessly searching for my purpose. There was no reason to go to college from where I come from. You either give your life to the streets or or you hustle to earn yours. No one talked about college education until my mother, a Caribbean native from Guyana, small island in South America, decided, decided back in 2015 to get a college degree in nursing. I remember many of my family members casting judgment on her decision. That's because she was in her early 40s attempting to get into a nursing program. Every day, my mother would drag my youngest sister and I into her night school 
when she got off work from for her classes. And after class, she dragged us to study halls with her classmates and tutors. Night and day, she studied. Night and day, I watched with a level of connotation and convictionness. I've never seen someone take this study so seriously. I became thrilled with her work ethic. I wondered, could I do that? I paid attention to my mother's recorded lectures on her voice recordings. I studied her material. I wanted to become a doctor. I enrolled back into the alternative high school, working 12 a.m. to 10 a.m. at John F. Kennedy Airport, being a cargo worker and attending night class from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. I was determined to participate in college, but I felt I wasn't intelligent enough to go to college. In my previous high school, I had a teacher once told me, Chris, you're a good kid, but your writing capabilities are of a middle school level student. You won't make it through college. Why don't you become a sanitation laborer? That's, that would suit you more. I took those words to heart. I became discouraged for years, yet I persevered. Fast forward, I had been academically dismissed from my university in 2019 losing my football scholarship and academic scholarship, I was angry. No one knew I was working three jobs because I couldn't afford the books. Even though my mother became a nurse, we struggled for many years. I stood many hungry nights in my dorm because I didn't have enough scholarship money to afford food outside of dining food hours. I've always asked classmates to borrow their textbooks, but the work piled up. And when I was able to obtain my own books finally, I was already failing. I knew it was my fault. I fell back into my vicious cycle of failure. The day had come when I, when I was given a letter of academic dismissal. I sat on a plane ride from Sioux City, Iowa to New York City and bawled my eyes out. How can I look my mother in her eyes and tell her I've been kicked out of college because I couldn't afford to be there? A lingering thought of being another black dropout, dropout statistically lingered in my mind. I knew she would try to take the responsibility on herself, but this was my responsibility. I reflected on my time there. I identified my passions, character flaws, weakness, and strengths. After an honest self-reflection on a plane, I made a conscious decision. I won't return back to my past self. Whatever I start, I will finish. I enrolled back into Cabrillo. I worked my tail off, dealing with homelessness, Contracting a gravest virus known as COVID-19, beating that, having many nights reassuring me that my dream is possible. Many young bright stars like myself struggle to create a future where our environment wouldn't dictate our paths. I've dealt with my share of police brutality in my own domain. I've dealt with racial slurs and devilish stares due to the complexion of my skin. The blood of my ancestors run through me. I am a generational monument. I vow to take my studies as a future doctor of psychology and change poverty ideology to many young children and older alike through education and sports. No matter how you start, as long as you finish, then I know my work through the Lord's guidance has been done. I'm tired of feeling like you have to be twice as good to get half of what they have. And every one of my future clients, I will aspire to bring out the best of their own persona to reality, to teach them that you could literally be whatever you desire to be as long as you see it through. 
even though my ideals may seem idealistic at the moment, this is my path of potentially creating a better future for the next generation. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much, Christopher. What powerful, powerful words, just as powerful as when we first read it. Um, absolutely. Uh, that determination to do better, that determination to, to take the struggles and the, the, the strifes that you've dealt with and turn that back into your motivation um, is inspiring, truly. Is there anything that you would like to say to anyone, the foundation, to us, to students? Is there anything that you'd like to express? Um, I just want to thank the organization and foundation for um, giving the opportunity to even um, potentially, you know, receive a scholarship, which I'm just so grateful from the bottom of my heart. I didn't think I was going to uh, obtain a scholarship because I applied for uh, probably a good hundred amount of scholarships and I didn't receive anything back. And so to, to get this one, I kind of just sat there in awe and I was just shocked. I was like, wow, me, <laughs> I received this, you know? So um, for, for anybody who's watching this, please apply. You know, uh, just like what, what Miss Maria said, please apply. You just don't know. Uh, you could be that lucky one. And when you do, um, just be grateful that you put in that work to obtain that opportunity, you know, that nobody else gave it to you. You earned it yourself. So, um, and by the way, Korea is a wonderful school. So thank you, Korea. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Christopher. Thank you. And I know I have a few. Um, I think there's one or two. $250 winners who are here. I think I see one name, Cassandra Escobar. I'm not sure if you'd like to speak a little bit. I know our reading is for the $500 winners, but you know, I just want to honor my students. I want to honor the students who've applied, honor the students who participated. So if you want to speak a little bit, um, this is the time to speak. So just let me know. Cassandra, are you going to come in or? Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So um, I'm so glad to to have received, um, to be a recipient of the um, George Floyd scholarship. And so I um, I encourage people to, to take this advantage on applying and it's a great opportunity for all of us and our culture and to share our um, achievements and try to improve our society. Um, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that is perfect. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you so much. Again, we are so proud of you guys. We are proud of what you are doing, going to college is no small feat, not at all. But we see you, we hear you, we acknowledge your struggle um, and we support you in what you are trying to do for your lives and the lives of your family. So Alta, do you wanna, do you wanna give us some parting words? Zoom fatigue is real. I don't wanna keep you guys for too long, but do you wanna give us some parting words? <laughs> It is such an honor to be able to meet you all, even in this capacity, and to know that the work that has been put 
on your shoulders is being held and taken on by some competent and capable people. We are so proud of you to be able to call you Cabrillo students and eventually Cabrillo alumni. And it is a great privilege to just be able to, I've done this work for 20 years. I too went back to school to get two degrees as an adult learner with three kids in school. I know the push. I'm so proud of y'all for taking it on and being able to do it and just you know, we got to love you. We love you. <laughs> I love that. We do. We love you. We love you. We love you. So go out there and change the world, people. One step at a time. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming, you guys. Again, congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> and let us know how you're doing um, and what you're doing as, as time passes, definitely reach back. I always ask my students, reach back and let me know what you guys are doing and, and what's going on with you. It, it'd be great to, to touch base later on. Even in the next semester, it will be lovely to just get some, this is where I'm at. I love to give that to the donor and say, you made a difference and this is what this person is doing. So even in a semester, you don't realize that even that semester makes a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we'll end the meeting. Um, again, you guys, thank you so much for coming. Uh, congratulations. And do it again. Apply. Yes. <laughs> do it again. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Amplify, a podcast series for historically unheard Cabrillo students. You can join us by emailing Raina Chalice at R-A-C-H-E-L-I-S at cabrillo.edu or me, Nikia Cheney at N-I-C-H-A-N-E-Y at cabrillo.edu or even texting 951-254-3651 or visiting our website at podcastforcabrillo.wordpress.com and amplify your own voice too